So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space in Wisdomic 102. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. And it's the 16th Sunday, uh, the 16th of September. It's the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A slightly different uh, attack on the program this morning, and that I'm presenting the program myself in the first part, but it's part two and part three. I'm joined by members of the Emmanuel community. But in the meantime, thank you again, uh, everybody who's joining us. Just to remind people, this program is broadcast again at 11 p.m. Sunday night, as well as, of course, 10 a.m. each Sunday morning. And a podcast of this is available on sacredspace102.blogspot.com and also on iTunes by searching Come and See Inspirations. If you want to pass a message on to ourselves here at Sacred Space, it's sacredspace102 at gmail.com or you can text us and that's 87 Now this part of the program, as usual, we'll uh, listen to Shane, uh, share some sounds for the week, which myself and Shane recorded there a few days ago. So at this point of the programme, um, Shane usually shares some saints for the week or celestial guys are going to accompany us for the week. Shane? Yeah, so this week now, a um, couple of interesting ones, uh, just looking down through the list. Uh, first off, uh, we're in the 24th even, 24th week in Ordinary Time. And mm-hmm. for those praying to Psalter, we're on week four. So then uh, on Monday the 17th, we have the feast day of St. Robert. Uh, Bellarmine, Bellarmine, I think is his name. He died in 1621. Um, we won't take any offence at the fact that he was a Jesuit. Um, he was uh, very much involved with the implementation of the reforms of Trent and the Council of Trent, and also was a cardinal bishop. And he was very much involved with the theological controversies of his day, is how the Ordo describes it. Uh, very famous, was almost elected pope. Uh, probably involved to a certain extent with the um, the shenanigans and the political machinations around the throne of England at the time, although there's no direct evidence of, there's no direct confirmation of that as such. Uh, of course, being a Jesuit, he was damned from the moment he stood up in shoe leather by certain people, uh, because they didn't particularly like the Jesuits at the time, not for anything that St. Robert actually did. An interesting one, he is the patron saint of catechists, because he helped draw up the post-Trentine, uh, catechism. So it's an interesting one. I wouldn't actually have put him down as a patron saint of catechists myself. And, of course, from all his writings, he's held up as a doctor of the church. Now, moving on, the 18th of September, we have the feast day of St. Joseph of Cupertina. Now, Joseph Cupertina, an interesting chap, uh, struggled with his scholarly endeavours, but is somehow the patron saint of exam students. Uh, was known to fly or, or, or levitate while in prayer. Uh, generally, I think, he's, I think from memory he was a Franciscan. Uh, so just for those of us that have struggled with exams over the years, uh, he became a very close friend <laughs> at, particular times, at particular times of the year. So that's poor old St. Joseph of Cupertina on the 18th of September. Now, on the 19th of September, we have an interesting chap. We're going all the way to Naples in Italy. And we are talking about St. Januarius, I think is how you pronounce the man's name. Now, it's an interesting one. He was the Bishop of Benevento, which is just near Naples, and he was martyred in 305 with six companions. Now, the reason this guy is an interesting one is that he is, um, how shall I put this delicately, as people are having their breakfasts? Um, (laughs) Every year, um, there is a ceremony in the cathedral in Naples 
where a vial, which is traditionally associated to be contain the blood of this martyr, is um, put forward for public veneration and display. And the tradition has been that if the vial, if the contents of the vial liquefy, uh, then Naples is fine for the next 12 months. However, the tradition has been if the contents of the vial don't liquefy, then Naples is going to have a problem. And historically, those types of problems have been kind of earthquake, volcano, the plague. Um, so the people in Naples tend to get a small bit excited about this rather tradition associated with St. Junarius uh, on his feast day on the 19th of September for obvious reasons. So that's what we celebrate on the 19th. Then on the 20th of September, we're celebrating... Now, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right. St. Andrew Kim Taehong and Paul Chong Ha-san. And, um, yeah, their names, they're not obviously from Ballypurine, no. going with names like no. that. No, they would be all the way from Korea. And they were martyrs for the church, martyred during the Great Persecution between 1839 and 1867. And they are known as the Korean martyrs. Now, the one of the things, interesting things to note about this, why we're having a lot of difficulties at the moment with Mr. Kim, whatever his name is, um, in Pyongyang. Mm -hmm. the, one of the fastest growing parts of the world for the Catholic Church is actually in South Korea which many people may not actually realize. And they have a particular devotion, or there's a particular devotion actually to Medjugorje in Korea as well. And they have contributed to a lot of the development of the shrine uh, out in that neck of the woods as well. Then on the 21st of uh, September, we have a day which is very close to my own heart. And it is the feast day of St. Matthew. And St. Matthew, or Levi, the, 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 the tax collector, obviously is one of the apostles. Well, and, of course, is associated with the Gospel of St. Matthew. He was a tax collector, son of Alphaeus, and he is said to have been a missionary in Persia and Ethiopia. And one of the reasons why he is so close to my own personal heart is because he is the patron saint of accountants, bookkeepers, tax collectors, customs officers, and security guards. So, obviously, in case people didn't wear the, the job that pays the bills for me from day to day, I'm an accountant. Uh, so, so Matthew is, um, is, is a particular favorite of mine. And then finally, on the 22nd of September, we have the feast day of St. Maurice, or it could also be pronounced Maurice. I'm not 100% sure which one it is. Um, this guy, he was a soldier, an officer in the legions under Maximum Hercules, one of the Roman emperors. Mm. Uh, his, uh, his, his legion, as many as 6,000 men, were massacred en masse by their own side when they refused to participate in a pagan sacrifice prior to battle. And he's one of the martyrs of the Thabian Legion. So that's St. Maurice, whose feast day we celebrate on the 22nd of September. So there you go, John. That's who you got for your liturgical guides and gals this week. Shane, thanks a lot for that. And just to finish off the first part of the programme this morning, I've just got one notice uh, a bit asked to announce, and that is for the Padre Pio Tridium will take place in the church here in Newcastle West, uh, the Church of the Immaculate Conception. That's on Wednesday next, uh, the 19th of September, Thursday the 20th and Friday the 21st, from 7pm to 9pm each evening with Mass and devotions, with blessing and veneration of the First Class Relic. And the settlement will be Father John Muckler. So we don't really have any time to play any music this morning in this first pass. So now um, we'll go for a break and come back and uh, join Emmanuel Community in part two. Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is Jan Keely. 
Joined the studio today by some guests who've been in the studio before. One has been in quite a few times. John in Creighton from Emmanuel Community. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, John. How are you? Welcome back again to Thanks the Come so and See studio here in Ada. Thank you. Now, people mightn't remember this guy, but uh, back in June 2014, um, Paul Glennon joined us that particular site. Paul is also a member of the Emmanuel Community. And he shared his faith journey with us at that particular time. So, good morning to you, Father Paul Glennon. Good morning to you. Good morning, John. Good how, to be how, here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you very much, Nate, for coming to join us. You might remember, Father, um, back in June, June 2014, you joined us, you, you shared your faith journey with us. Uh, you'd just actually been ordained a deacon at that particular stage. Um, no. What happened after that? I mean, obviously you've become ordained a priest, but can you share a few little thoughts maybe on what happened back then? Yeah. Your journey, okay. Yeah. Um, that year I spent as a deacon studying in Maynooth and uh, okay. working in the parish of the weekends in Tallis, Springfield. And I was ordained then in uh, June 2015. Mm-hmm. And I was appointed to the parish of Skerries, North County, Dublin. And I spent... Uh, two happy years there, and um, but as I was getting into my second year in parish, mm-hmm. I was asked to consider another mission, and uh, that was the Emmanuel School of Mission in the Bronx in New York, and I quickly dismissed it, but mm-hmm. uh, it quickly came back like a boomerang, and um, mm-hmm. with discernment, and I asked some of the brothers and sisters in the Emmanuel community to help me in my discernment and pray about it. And quickly, there was a few indications that it was um, something I should really seriously consider. So um, I wrote a letter to my uh, the Archbishop of Dublin, my uh, bishop, and mm-hmm. I met him and handed him the letter. And he said he'd consider it, and he did. And after two months, he said, give me the go-ahead. And I thought that was a real miracle because of the shortage of priests. Exactly, yeah. And so that was it. I was... Uh, finishing up and heading to New York. You you just mentioned that the School of Mission. What's that? So the School of Mission is something I did 12 years ago in Rome. Uh-huh. And um, it's a nine-month program. Okay. And it's based on four pillars. And the four pillars are um, community life, human formation. Then there's intellectual. Okay. So you study your faith. Then there's the um, spiritual life. So you have Mass, Eucharistic Adoration, praise and worship each morning and various other types of prayer. And then the final fourth pillar is mission. And so um, you go on the street and talk about your faith and just share your joy of your faith. We do parish missions or we help the poor. In New York at the moment, we're helping the missionaries of charity, Mother Teresa sisters with the poor in their soup kitchen and also we do outreach on the street to the poor with them. So they are the four pillars. And is this uh, run by the Emmanuel community? Yes. it's And only for the Emmanuel community members or can anybody? No, it's for any young person between 18 and 30. So they're the age limits but it's for anyone who feels a call to take a year out, go deeper in their faith, really discover their faith um, to live in community, have a, st- a strong prayer life and really give that year and you you receive so much from it. It's a real adventure, but it's intense years, so it's really a call. And uh, we help young people who 
are interested to to um, to to go deeper in that call and to mm-hmm. um, if they're called to it, then we're ready to welcome them. You were on that you said twelve years ago. Yes. Why go back a second time? Well, I'm there as chaplain now. Okay. Uh, okay. Chaplain to the young people, so it's a once-off nine months. So we we you'd never go back again. So you do the nine months. Okay, and that's it. So for me, it's because I had experienced it. I um, speak English as well. There's not too many priests in the Emmanuel community that have. There's lots that speak English, but not as the mother tongue. Okay, so, yeah, and mm. so forth. So mm. they asked me to go. And are you full time? And I mean, will you continue on with this now, Father? Uh, yeah, I've one year. We launched it. It's a new. Okay. So there's seven of these schools around the world. As I said, I did one in Rome twelve mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So this is the newest one in the Bronx, in New York. It's we have one year done. So we launched it, and um, I have another two years, and then. I'm expected back in my diocese after the next two years. <laughs> and tell me, how did the how did the people react to uh, to, to the year? I mean, did they did they appreciate what was uh, what they what what they found out about the the school admission? Did they like it? Um, the, the young people, yeah. Hmm? Well, the young people have a fair idea before they go. Okay. And so, like it's it's a year where the young people come. They know what in one way what they're getting into but okay. in other ways it's when you live something you know you have to live it to know it and uh, you see them blossom and you know so it's a wonderful year to watch uh-huh. to help young people go deeper and to watch them open like a flower you know to really blossom and discover their weaknesses and their strengths it's a real self-discovery as well as discovering the Lord and your faith and others so it's on many levels and it's a wonderful journey. And because they're all on the same journey, no doubt they're gaining confidence by living the life together, maybe sharing. Yeah, so, there's a lot of healing, a lot of sharing, and uh, they're discovering their strengths, what they mm-hmm. can bring back with them. Um, to be. And the idea of the school is to um, form young people to be missionaries, and that means they don't go abroad somewhere to be a mission, but they come back to Ireland or wherever they're from and they go back to their parishes or their diocese and they become leaders. They have the gifts and the, the confidence and the, all the skills to be leaders in their parishes, in their church, uh, to really contribute to the growth, to mm-hmm. the mission of the church as today, you know. In that particular year, this last year, were there people from various continents or various countries or were they all from around New York or...? For this first year, yeah. it was very new. So the Emmanuel community is very much, it's better known in the French-speaking world because okay. it started mm. in France. Mm. Mm. So we had two from France, the mainland, you'd say, mm-hmm. the France itself. Mm. You had two French from the islands, one from the Caribbean, French okay. island, mm. Martinique, and one from the Indian Ocean, La Réunion, mm. the island, which is French also. And then we had two Belgians. So that that was, but the second group were currently doing interviews and looking now we have five signed up for next year and we have another four or five going through the process and there's a much wider spread we have mm. uh, we have two french we have a german we have a chinese um and then we have one american maybe two so we have a better spread and um so we're hoping maybe one or two irish might mm-hmm. come along mm-hmm. 
I was in the RDS at the World Meeting of Families. Um, I met one or two young people who may consider it. So we're uh, always on the search for young people. Talking about young people who would have uh, been on this uh, school admission, Geraldine Creighton, you uh, we didn't you attend it a few years did. ago, didn't you? I did. I attended the school admission. Yeah, a very long time ago now, uh-huh. far earlier than Paul. But I suppose when Paul was talking about it, I was just thinking, wow, it was just a year of complete and utter freedom. Uh, I got out of my job and um, had no responsibilities whatsoever. It was like a little bit of back to I don't know, like college really, mm. uh, or even back to school where you didn't have to worry about how you got eat what you ate yeah, or where uh, you slept whatever uh, and you could just be yourself and I know for me it opened up the whole area of um, personal formation and growth you know in terms of I mean I was involved in co-writing a musical wow. you know which was like uh, something new fantastic and uh, yeah, yeah I, in our year there were a lot of um I suppose arty people, for want of a better word, oh, okay. but they didn't know they were arty until they got to, got to there because <laughs> uh, it was uh, being discovered. Uh, and uh. and we used to be uh, one of the things we used to do was uh, was write these little songs every time it was somebody's birthday. So it was just hilarious. If it was your birthday, you were in real trouble because they'd be obviously <laughs> yeah. they'd be full of slagging and yeah. that sort of thing. But Actually, yeah. every occasion was was it really was was I would say fun. You had to discover yourself. Obviously, there was the kind of kind of you kind of meet yourself. And uh, say, oh, this is what I'm like, and but in this case, I think you have an experience of God's mercy and uh, through others. You know, you're accepted as you are, and then if there's bits you got to work on, well, you've got time to spend in adoration. You've got opportunities to go to confession and to learn a bit more about yourself through the the instruction and teaching you receive. And in in order to not run, but run towards rather mm-hmm, than run mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm, and I mean mm-hmm. run towards life. Okay. And of course, this is what Jesus come that we might live life uh, in, mm. in all its fullness, even even in the difficulties. Um, there's still life there. There's still mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that life is good. And it's just to, to be able to get, like suck the marrow out of it in a certain sense. Um, but this is what the training you receive um um, in in that sort of environment, with other young people, like minded men and women, hmm. experience a little bit of freedom, and yeah, yeah. in another country, which is really good. Um, you know, that in itself would be freedom, wouldn't it? Yeah. As well, you're away from your own environments and yeah. so on and so forth. And, you know, we think in Ireland now, of course, hmm. there's um, a negativity towards um, churchy things, hmm. um, and you discover actually that that we live in a bubble a little bit here but we're part of the universal church yeah, yeah. universal and the mm-hmm. catholic with the small c which means all over the world there are people who know uh, god and experience him and um who are our own brothers and sisters we have brothers and sisters from every continent as paul was sharing there mm-hmm. the, the 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 different places people are come from we have people people all over the world who are brothers and sisters and uh, it's wonderful to meet them Tell me, um, you might be in a unique situation in that maybe there's somebody out there who's maybe met Paul at the IDS or maybe just listened to us chatting here this morning. But from your from your experience, you ended up coming back after being there for 12 months. What did what benefit did it give you when you came back to work on mission, maybe, in Ireland, back again? What did you... What did you well, when I came back afterwards, I knew I just had to settle back in again. It was the first six six months was kind of an adjustment because mm. in a little sense, you do live a little bit in a bubble 
away in, yeah. in the school. Mm. So to settle back into life and then to realise the skills that you've been given, mm. especially around, you know, the everyday life. Um, mm. You really, through this year, it's like a, it's a school away with the Lord who is making you mature. Okay. in yourself mm-hmm. and you're more yourself and in your own skin I think and you're more who you meant to be there's a in recent years the School of Mission has a has a, um, a theme and it's, it's it's based on Catherine of Siena um, and it's if you are who you're meant to be you'll set the world on fire yeah. and mm-hmm. we know that the world mm-hmm. is very cold it's very mm-hmm. cold mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. find it you know they find they're not welcome Mm. And it's the warmth of the fire, the, that, that fire of love that, that is transforming mm. for people. And I think you become more yourself, whatever that is. And everyone is unique and everyone has a unique talent. And not everyone is an artist, but some some are, you know, yeah. some are mm. people who, who are potters or the sense that they're mm. good with words. Mm. Or they're, they're quiet people, mm. silent people, and, and, and they, they witness and they live uh, and they shine in the community by their silence but mm. just by their love, by them, what's going on in their own heart and how they treat people. So I would say very formative. If I if I think about my life without the school, I think it would be a pale shadow of what it is. Oh, that's good. A pale, good. pale shadow. Father Paul, we've spoken um, a few times here. Well, we've, we've mentioned the word Emmanuel community here a few times, and I know Jolie's been in the programme to tell us about it. Just refresh maybe listeners again about Emmanuel Community. What's it all about and what's the aims and so on and so forth? Okay, well, it's um, it's a Catholic community that began in Paris and hmm. um, it just, the, the car, it came from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that movement from that came, hmm. um, the charismatic renewal, but it's um, the founders, there was two, a young medical student and an older man, so hmm. a young woman and an older man um, they just prayed together and they had one of these prayer groups, but they felt like they received each other's brother and sister. That was the origin. Mm-hmm. So they felt like they were brother and sister. So they started a prayer group themselves and um, basically people began to gather around them and uh, it grew and then it split into two and so into four. And as it got bigger, this is in Paris, mm-hmm. as it got bigger, then they felt the Lord was calling them to to have a name because mm-hmm. to keep the unity between all these groups that were were growing and mm-hmm. spreading mm-hmm. so they they received from two different sources the Emmanuel community so that's the community it started to grow it started to become international mm-hmm. and um, so really it's it's brothers and sisters men and women it's lay led community even though it includes the likes of myself yeah. or priests or mm-hmm. consecrated mm-hmm. brothers and sisters and lay people, and basically we're growing together, we're going together towards holiness. So we're helping each other on that journey. We go quicker, and um, we have um, various things we do. We praise together. We uh, The three pillars, mm. we had four pillars in the school. We have three pillars in the actual Emmanuel community. The first is Eucharistic Adoration. Mm. Then we have Compassion and Evangelization. So from our adoration, our long time of prayer, it's it's in the statutes, but ideally Eucharistic adoration, and from that comes a compassion for our brothers and sisters in humanity, mm. everyone around us, and the the most the best thing we can do for our brothers and sisters of in humanity is to share the love of God, to share our faith, and so from that second pillar of compassion comes evangelization, 
and so it's a, a witness to our faith to others mm. uh, the love we've received it's not proselytizing anybody mm. it's not forcing it's a gentle proclamation of the love we've received so we try and share that and from those three steps mm. you know those three pillars yeah. adoration compa- compassion evangelization mm. comes many many um, missionary um, outreaches or missionary ideas over the years or mm, mm. Uh, innovations like the school of uh, evangelization so um, we're just yeah the community as a whole tries to live a life of holiness together uh, in the various vocations and Geraldine um, can you give us an idea about the evangelization sort of initiatives you might have carried out here in Ireland well, um, yes, we have had missions and parishes um, really with using the, the students or bringing over the students from the School of Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, the community also runs a, a kind of a pre-seminary discernment year for men uh, with regard to priesthood. Um, so they would have come on mission with us as well. But the idea of any of the missions that the community has done in parishes is actually to, that the parishioners mm-hmm. would actually learn themselves how to give witness and as, as Paul says there the gentle proclamation it's not about forcing anything to anyone's mm-hmm. throat but mm-hmm. it's saying you know it's really I suppose finding different ways to show Jesus because if you really get to know Jesus the real yeah. the mm-hmm. real Jesus it's, he's absolutely irresistible mm-hmm. he's ir- his love is exactly the antidote or the treatment that our soul, our whole being is looking for because we're longing to be, each one of us longs to be loved. You know, if you think uh-huh. of a little baby, mm. you know, how, you know, they, they draw love out of you by just, uh, by just looking at you, you mm. know, mm. You, they draw you in. It's the same with, with Jesus. He, he's, he's, so, he's so gentle. And of course, in the Eucharist, he's really, really small. But even in the crib and, and for Emmanuel, our name comes around Christmas time. Yeah. And it's Jesus. Mm. It's the little Jesus in the manger. But his love, um, his love draws us in. Uh, his love is, um, he sets us free. His love brings with it uh, the possibility of forgiveness. That God is a God who, if, as we just give Him our, our sins, that He forgets our sin. He forgets our sin, mm-hmm. like um, like uh, um, Saint Margaret Mary was told by Jesus at, at Paramonial and that at that apparition in the 1600s that he. He can make all things new in our lives as we as we come to know him. So, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the beautiful experiences that I had myself actually w- w- was your outreach there in Tally Shopping Centre. Maybe you might just remind. Yes, we yes we did outreaches there in Tally. It started with one of the missions we did in in one of the parishes when the school admission was over with us. We had an outreach in the, the shopping centre, and from there we um, kept going um, for many years. Uh, a Saturday once a month. We also did an outreach actually in Limerick in the in the, shop, in the Crescent Shopping Centre mm-hmm. as well. Right. Uh, we just did that once uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it's that gentle proclamation of the love of God and just encountering people exactly where they're at. And they encounter us, they encounter the Lord. Um, and it, it's it's to meet God who is waiting for us. That's that's the mm. idea. So it, it's it's very simple. It's just inviting people in to spend some time with the Lord and receive a word of scripture, a light a candle, um, mm. leave an intention. 
Yeah, but it's something for the moment. Mm. So we're all carrying burdens. There's none of us without it. No, none of us without family members who are ill or, or people we know who are struggling that we can't pray for. And our prayers are effective. This is the big thing. Mm. We believe that God hears our prayer. We believe he, he answers our prayer with, with the answer we, we need. He does work miracles. Mm. I, I've seen it and I've heard it. I remember one woman who came in. She hadn't been back to uh, anywhere near a church for a long, long time. She decided to come in and she came forward to in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And um, I just I helped her come in. And I was just mm. happened to be standing beside her. And she turned to me and said... I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know about coming back. I didn't know, and and I just turned to her and said, "You're back. Mm. Don't, it's not. Mm. It's going to happen. You're mm. now back. You've mm. crossed the threshold, and you're back." Mm. And it was then that moment, and she just looked at me, and she said, "I must go home and change." So she went home, ran out of the place, went home, changed her clothes. For whatever reason, mm. she needed to do that, and she came back because we're having uh, we're having Eucharistic celebrations and mass l- later on. And um, but she came back; it was almost like she received in that moment the in her own heart the certainty um, that she was welcome. Yeah, yeah. and um, the doors the doors of the Lord's heart are always open mm. to us. Of course, we can we can meet him in, in the quiet. Anyone can meet him. We can meet him today in in the quiet of our own house. Uh, in a corner, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we, we look at a picture, look at an icon, um, or just if we close our eyes, we can, uh, if we ask the Lord to show himself to us, he will. If we mm. really believe, we want to see him, he will. And of course, we, we mentioned in the community, of course, adoration is a great place, yeah. going to the church. You don't, it doesn't, you don't have to even go right up. The Lord sees the, the person just at the door, knocking, mm-hmm. standing. So the Lord sees the heart, Mm. Um, and he sees our little gestures, and he, he as big as big, you know, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's the Lord is very gentle. Father Paul, I couldn't help but just be thinking there, just as Geraldine was recounting those experiences. Um, the Emmanuel community really does fulfil that need for people who are searching from time to time, maybe searching in places that you wouldn't ordinarily find this sort of spiritual accompaniment like a shopping centre or or wherever it might be um, maybe speak a little bit that, about that to us in the Emmanuel community meeting people where they are mm-hmm. meeting that need yeah um, you know we're trying to get out from the church building yeah and um, we need we need to move out from our you know just our image or our way of just going to Mass and then we've ticked that box so with the love of God and Jesus burning in our hearts that sends us out and we go together, I remember one morning at the square in Tala the shopping centre I was going with somebody else in the shopping centre and I did not want to go inside me was, I just want to run away from here Mm. and I looked over at him and he had a big smile on his face so I just naturally got gained confidence and went in um, we had a lovely time and as we you know of speaking to people and Mm-mm. meeting people and simply sharing our faith but as we were coming out he said to me I would never have come in here only if I looked at you and you had a smile on your face <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. what I'm trying to say about that is that we're we we so encourage each other and and the people we've met like Charlie and shared some stories we have loads of stories of where 
we meet people. One girl in this was in the ILAC Center. Um, there was a mission done there, and uh, one of the missionaries met a girl. She was from Latvia or Lithuania, one of those countries. I can't mm. remember exactly which. Mm. And um, she started to speak to her. The girl wasn't baptized, but she said, "Wow, yeah, I'll go into the chapel." And she went up, and there's a little stairs into the little oratory there. She went in and she came back out sometime later and she said, you know, I had a dream last night. And in the dream, I went up the stairs into a small place. And she said, that's exactly what I've seen is that stairs that I just went up. So Mm. stories like that where we're encouraged, you know, we are afraid to go out. Mm. We're not afraid, but we have that battle within us that Lord I love you but I don't want to go out in the streets and talk to somebody about it (laughs) and then you have experiences like that where the Lord shows you quite clearly you know that uh, he's he's there and he wants to bring these people and he uses poor small broken vessels like ourselves to do that and that gives us so much joy to do that and you know it's it's great to be part of it and you know we none of us could do it on our own Mm-hmm. And that's why we we go together. Yeah, I think um, Paul says it right. We can't really do it on our own. And in a certain sense, you know, what we've described probably are extraordinary missions in a certain sense because we our, our real mission to, to bring the love of God is in our everyday life, is in work, is in the shop, or in the shop, you know, as in mm-hmm. when we're doing our shopping mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. or with people we meet, or with our family members and our colleagues. And... and I think it's like anything else. When you get in the practice of sharing your faith, um, you'll actually then actually do it with the people closest to you. Of course, mm. it's it's the it's the hardest because they know you, <laughs> they yeah. know you so well. Yeah. Yeah. But this is mm. where you know our lives are not instant. We're not like instant coffee. The Lord is percolating us away over time. Where, like as Pope Benedict shared there, the World Media Families, it takes time to brew, you mm, know, mm, mm. and our lives are transformed over time. So we don't lose hope, even if it looks ourselves. We think we're going backwards instead of forwards. But um, slowly, slowly, through being on these particular times of mission and outreach and meeting people on the street, it becomes part of the way we live. Mm. And I remember, you know, even just someone who came along to a prayer meeting, uh, we were talking about, you know, how important it is to say, God bless you. Or not, well, not even important, but, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to do. And when, mm. when we say to someone, God bless you, right, it's a prayer. So we had this teaching anyway, and this person was coming. It was in 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 the in, in there making the pastoral centre. She, she was at the meeting anyway, and she, out she went anyway after the meeting at ten o'clock at night, whatever, out the street, and she, she met everyone on the street and said, "God bless you, God bless you." And her face was smiling, and all she said yeah. after it was, was, "It was out of her mouth before she realised it." God yeah. bless you, mm. and then what she couldn't believe was that people, the reaction of people to her mm. was either giving a blessing back or the smile. You know, mm. and when you you're when you're bringing a blessing and not a curse, you know you're you're bringing yeah. goodness into mm. people's mm. life by your desire for them, and it's yeah. only a simple thing, mm. but it's something we could not we naturally do in in you know Irish we say God bless you, but to it, it's it's a prayer we make, a very a simple one, mm. and it's a simple witness. Father Paul, there might be people listening to us here now um, this morning, listening to what you just said and Geraldine just said, and said, well, you know, I'd always love to do something like that, but sure, I've never been to a prayer group and. I'm not too sure about charismatic songs and all this sort of stuff. And but I'd like to go out and do something. What would you say to them? Where would they start? Where, how to start? Um, mm. 
Well, if they have that desire, that's a gift from God already mm. to go out and, you know, uh, share their faith in these simple ways. So the desire is there to pray about it. Try, ask the Lord, show me how I can do it. Okay. Either with okay. people close, mm-hmm. like Geraldine said, mm-hmm. or join a prayer group. And the Lord will. If the desire is there, that's a sign that the Lord is already at work. Okay. And then mm. he'll, he'll open the doors, the directions. Um, and if the person that's listening is between 18 and 30, we have a proposal, as we said. Or no matter what age, the Lord has ways and means to guide you gently to do it. We're very fortunate here in Limerick because we do have a, an Emmanuel community group. We do. Geraldine, there's yes. a few of you. Tell us a little bit about that. And Well, we meet uh, We meet every week. Actually, we have a small uh, household that meets every week mm. um, to pray, to share together. And then occasionally we'll have little um, weekends or kind of time of uh, training, formation or prayer together at a weekend. Um, we were Actually, we were at the World Meeting of Families um, and, and kind of the new proposal we're looking at now is um, a programme run by the community called Love and Truth. And this is a programme for couples. And it's run, you know, it happens over either a weekend or a weeknight, a couple of weeknights. But it's either for engaged or married couples just really to add the spice back in to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to life or give a, a new... Um, a new awareness, new a new life within within a couple. So this is something. Hopefully, please God, we will be uh, running this program in the Limerick area. We the community is in as well as is is in groups in Dublin, Belfast, and in Limerick. So mm-hmm. these are the places we hope over the next year, following on from the World Meeting of Families, to run this short program. So hopefully there'll be people in Limerick able to get to know the community a little bit more through this, but also to grow in their own relationship together. So we have something for youth if they want to go to School of Mission. We have something for couples if they want to do this program. And also we have our local uh, group here in Limerick. If people are interested in meeting and joining with us, to to pray um, and to just share faith, um, we're the more than welcome. We have a website, emmanuelcommunity.ie, mm-hmm. and our email uh, address is info at emmanuelcommunity.ie. For anyone who is interested, we'd be happy to give you some more information. And Father Paul, if people want to go even a little bit further now, you know, after a little bit of praying, maybe a, bit, a little bit of discernment, they might even be thinking about the School of Mission. So how, how would they go about that? Simply Google the Emmanuel School of Mission New York and um, it'll pop up there, the website. And um, yeah, they'll get the email and just send us an email and we go from there. Beautiful. So Google Emmanuel School of Mission New York. And we have a link as well on, on our community website so they can look at emmanuelcommunity.ie or else Google or have a, have a, have a look. Plenty of options. I'm asking them to Google because I can't remember the, the <laughs> website off the top of it. Okay, that's no problem at all. Well, uh, just from a personal point of view, I, I, I've been I've been involved with Geraldine off and on from, uh, over the years and I can just say that they're, they're a very encouraging group in terms of um, if people want to live their faith and uh, become a little bit more active. So I, I'd suggest certainly go onto that website, um, emmanuelcommunity.ie or info at emmanuelcommunity.ie. Okay, listen, we might leave it at that at the moment. Um, a little bit of music maybe you'd like us to play. Well, I'd we? love to share this particular song. So this is a song called The, the Mission Song, 
So when I was in the School of Mission, we were the first year of the School of Mission in Rome and we decided to write a song about it. And there's my, my favourite verses in there is about making, uh, if you have lemons and you make lemonade. But I just ask you, just sit back, enjoy the song. It's all about the mission. And I suppose the mission is, is uh, really being who you're meant to be, that the world is, is transformed and you yourself uh, become your true self. OK, let's hear this. Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space. My name is Gian Keeley, still joined in studio here by Geraldine Creighton and Father Paul uh, Glennon, both members of the Emmanuel community. Father Paul, just before we uh, 
we go into our gospel section and uh, talk about the gospel for today. We were chatting there during the break, and the point was raised that, you know, there's people, you invite the people to go on the school admission who are aged between maybe 18 and 30. There's those of us my age, a little bit older than that, who might want to become involved with the whole effort of contributing in some way to help in the school admission. And, we can, and you bounced a few things off me there. Maybe you can share one or two things you were thinking about there. Yes. Um, one way to get involved is if you have a grandchild, mm-hmm. son, a grandson or daughter, or a nephew or niece um, in that age group, you could part sponsor them because it, is, it isn't cheap to mm-hmm. feed a young person for nine months mm-hmm. and the travel and so forth. So... Yeah. Um, you could part sponsor. Good idea. Also, we have donors, people who contribute to the mission that we're um, that we're running. So they give, you know, what they can now and then. So if you wanted to contribute to this new evangelization effort, um, one of the many in the church, but if you mm-hmm. wanted to uh, contribute, we'd be more than happy to receive your gift and. Um, we pray for all our donors, all our um, the students sponsors as well. So, yeah. Well, I know certainly there's certainly people of my own age uh, who'd who'd love to become involved, and that could be one area indeed that we could help. So to do that, maybe get in contact um, with yourself, maybe Jillian through info at Jillian uh, at manualcommunity.ie. Certainly, yes. Our Google again, ESM. Uh, New York, and the email address will be there on on the website. But either, in either either way will work. So info at emmanuelcommunity.ie or ESM New York. You can also get in contact with myself, and I can pass the information on to Geraldine. And again, just to remind people again, sacredspace102 at gmail.com is our email. Or you can text us on 087-608-8667. That's 087-608-8667, and we'll pass that information on. Now, the Emmanuel community does brilliant work, but the best work is done by the Lord when he speaks to us through the Word of God. This is the part of the program where we will read and reflect on the Word of God. And before that, Geraldine will pray a prayer for us this morning that we always pray before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thanks, Geraldine. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your Word, which which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this Word reverently, attentively and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword, May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Jolene. So now the Gospel for today, the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, is taken from the Gospel of Mark in chapter 8, verse 27 to 35, and Father Paul is going to read that for us. Thanks, Father Paul. Jesus and his disciples left for the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he put this question to his disciples. 
Who do people say I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, they said, others, Elijah, others again, one of the prophets. But you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter spoke up and said to him, you are the Christ. And he gave them strict orders not to tell anyone about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man was destined to suffer grievously to be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and to be put to death, and after three days to rise again. And he said all this quite openly. Then taking him aside, Peter started to remonstrate with him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, because the way you think is not God's way, but man's. He called the people and his disciples to him and said, If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself and take up his cross and follow me. For anyone who wants to save his life will lose it, but anyone who loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Thanks for that, Father Paul. Geraldine, have you got a sword you'd like to share with us this morning? Um, I was really struck by Jesus asking the question, who do you say I am? And, you know, it's 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 one of those things where Jesus is just like me. Um, I like people to know the real me, you know, and um, Jesus wants us to know the real him. And it's very personal to him. Who do you say? Who do you say I am? And I was very also conscious that once um, Peter said you were the Christ, and Peter recognized him, Jesus revealed even more. So it's like the Lord doesn't drown us with this information overload like you can get in the world today, but he reveals himself little by little. So it's a relationship. It's like any relationship. It takes time. Um, but he he goes further, I think, in this, and he, he, he wants people not just to know him, but to follow him. And he sets up in this text... Um, two ways to do that uh, this renouncing to let him renounce mm-hmm. himself or let her renounce herself take up his cross and follow me so a follower kind of puts himself to the to the back uh, doesn't do things his own way but is open to another's way and this is actually like any relationship if you're in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. you're open to their way of doing things you have to be other there'll be no relationship mm-hmm. you'll have to uh, finding a different way and I was struck then by take up take up the cross and I suppose in, in the context of the time um, we had I'm sure they were seeing loads of people being crucified for defying uh, Rome in when it was in, in, in Jerusalem and surrounding areas but um, take up the cross really I think um, is, is, is becoming more like Jesus himself the cross not necessarily burdensome but actually offering yourself for others, you know, just choosing to give yourself to others. And then uh, and then the last bit was uh, this following. Perfect. Thank you very much, Dave, for that, John. And further, Paul, you got a, a quick comment there to make, please, before we finish up? Um, I was just uh, smiling to myself how Peter does a great thing and recognises the Christ, and then he messes up and... He gets a rebuke from Christ, so just gives me um, uh, solace that the 
great Peter messes up. So it's for us all that, you know, we might look down on ourselves, beat ourselves up. But, um, you know, we have great potential when we really give ourselves to Christ. And he will do marvellous things through us. So it's trying to open up more and more to Christ, no matter what is in the past. Thank you very much indeed, Father Paul, for that. Now that about brings us to the end of the programme. Thank you very much indeed, Father Paul. You're very welcome. We'll have to try and make it a little bit uh, shorter than four years next time. And also, Geraldine, come in again to speak to us those words of wisdom again and words of encouragement again. Just remind us again, there might be people out there who listen to the programme they could be on the blog somewhere else in, in the world, or, or they could be in West Limerick. People might have heard what Father Paul said there, you said there. They might be touched by uh, that little spirit inside them saying, "Look, I want to give a go with this." Just remind people how they can get in contact with you again. Well, we're on the we're on the web, manualcommunity.ie, mm-hmm. and if people are around the world, first of all, hello, mm-hmm. um, hello, well, listener around the world. Um, but even if you uh, look at the Irish website, there's a link there to the international community website and you can find somebody in the community close to you. The community is in 57 countries around the world, so there is somebody near you. Don't be on your own. Thank you very much, Neil, for that. Just to remind people again, if people want to listen back to this again, they can listen to us on our blog, www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com or you can listen to it on iTunes by searching Come and See Inspirations. Now, just to finish up, final piece of music. Father Paul, what would you like us to play? Well, through the Emmanuel community, I really received Mary as my mother, Heavenly Mother, because we always used to f- mm. uh, finish our praise in the morning with a consecration to Mary. So this song is a beautiful song about, um, about Mary and how wonderful she is to us as our Heavenly Mother. And the name of the song again? All I Want to Say. Okay, so with that, we'll listen to this, and uh, God bless you all again now. We'll see you next week now. Bye. Bye-bye.
Sacred Space.